there's today, today there is no, there is absolutely, there's no welcome to the WWE versus AEW podcast. There's no hi, my name's Daniel. That is the only introduction that you needed to this show. I am. Ah, oh, seriously, how I'm going to record this podcast? I'm absolutely drained from that. Drained. I'm talking about just in general. There's the main event of that show. I'm sorry, everyone. It's a bit rude. Today we're on the show. We're talking about Wrestle Kingdom. Unless you're living under a rock, we're talking about Wrestle Kingdom 15 Night Two, and I ain't starting nowhere else apart from that unbelievable main event for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Belt. I'm exhausted between Kota Ibushi and Jay White. Wow, wow. That yesterday, if you've listened, not listened to Night One of the show, I suggest you do so now. At WWE versus AEW. I don't know why I'm at him, but yeah, just search that on Apple Podcast. Find us on YouTube and the show will be there. At the same place you found this show. But wow, I said yesterday on the review of yesterday's show that I'd, I'd be stunned if anything could top. Stunned if anything could top those two great matches from yesterday. And I think two matches did. Cobb and Shingo, which seems like years ago. But that was just topped again by that. Oh, Ibushi against Jay White match. This match, it it was just better than it had any right to be. I mean, Jesus. Ibushi retained the belt, yeah. Ibushi retained the belt. We said on yesterday's show, I thought that was what was going to happen. But this match, I mean, we're going to run through the show. I was going to do it in order, but I, I can't start anywhere else apart from that. Oh, unbelievable match. I mean, it was the longest match in Tokyo Dome history. It surpassed the Kenny Omega Okada match from, what, four years ago, Wrestle Kingdom 11. But oh, it was just... If anyone... I mean, if you go back to the early days of the podcast years ago, I probably was criticising JY. In fact, I was. I couldn't work out why they put the belt on him. But we, we were at MSG that night against Okada... We, being live in that building, me and my mate, we sort of learned that night that Jay White, when given the tools, when it wasn't like bullet club interference and it wasn't like that he got the right amount of time, he can go with the best of them. I mean, it, the teases of the Blade Runner in, Runner in this match were the exact same ones that they did in the Okada match. And I remember that the crowd's reaction to when basically he'd be teasing or going for the Blade Runner and the crowd would oh, no! Do you know what I mean? The gasps from the crowd when he was doing that. And it was the same here, just we didn't really have the gasps from the crowd for obvious reasons. How those how those fans inside the Tokyo Dome pretty much stayed quiet for this? Did uh, I don't know. I the I don't I was just saying to someone then if we was there, I I'm not sure I could. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like I'm not forcing the reaction. I it was just natural. I'm sat in my front in my front room watching TV and I'm going, oh, oh, oh. I just oh. Honestly, I mean, as you can tell by the excitement in my voice, if you have not watched this match, go and watch it now. Jay White now is up there with, he can compete in the, I mean, I'm just basically everything that I've said before is gone. I mean, he, he can do it. He, he's proved it now. He's, this match for Jay White, there'll be Jay White fans out there maybe that are annoyed that he didn't win the belt, I don't know. But, don't matter, Jay White is a winner in this match. He has gone out on night two of Wrestle Kingdom in the Tokyo Dome, in front of a crowd that can't make any noise, and put on one of the best matches in Wrestle Kingdom history. 
it's just, I mean, um, star ratings-wise, I mean, people, that's been someone who's gone five, I had gone 4.75, because I'm sat there thinking, that it sounds stupid talking about that, sat there thinking, well, it would have been better with the crowd going crazy, but at the same time, I'm also sat here thinking, well, they had a match on the level of Omega Okada, that first one, pretty much, and, <laughs> do you know what I mean, imagine what they could have done with a crowd, really, it deserves higher applaudits, based on the fact they managed to get all this emotion without a crowd to feed off, just, <sighs> Just incredible work from both of them. I mean, I've not liked the story going into it. The story, but all the twists and turns along the way of Ibushi v JY at the G1, where Ibushi beat JY. That's where it all started 18 months ago. Then we had JY beating Ibushi on night two of Wrestle Kingdom last year. And at the time, I was one of these idiots that was like, what, what, what's the point in these two losers competing against each other on this night? They both lost the first night. Nobody wants the wooden spoon. I bet if you rewind and go on the Wrestle Kingdom review night two, I bet I'm wittering on about a wooden spoon. And I can just imagine it sounds like some of that, I'd say. And, well, I was wrong because this all played into it. Then we had um, Jay White. Beat, did Jay White beat Ibushi? I think he did. He did in the G1 this year. That was a really good match. I mean, it was a completely different layout to this. And then he beat him for the briefcase, um, what was that, uh, whatever show that was in November, so yeah, Jay White had like, what, three big wins over Ibushi going into this, I mean, they, ugh, seriously, the whole story leading into it, and then obviously Ibushi was like, knackered from the night, well, the commentators were brilliant, they were saying that Ibushi, obviously, ha when you've won your first title, how are you going to sleep, do you know what I mean, he was, they're saying that he was up till five o'clock in the morning, now he's come here on no sleep, competing in this match, and, it was just, so the first 25 minutes is just Jay White dominating, and if you're thinking that Jay White on top, on the offensive for like 25 minutes is going to be boring, it was anything but that, I mean Jay White's added this to his character, the talking, I mean he's like going, do you know what I mean, he's got a red shoes, played his part massively, um, but the, the sort of like chemistry between Jay White and red shoes was just brilliant, um, that was the, the fun bits in the early goings, and just, just, just the whole... I'm just, I'm exhausted, seriously, absolutely exhausted, I was just saying, I need to speak to someone, I need to just talk, I didn't watch it live, um, this is like, what's, what would it be now, like, what, seven hours after the show, for it's like a horrible afternoon, sorting stuff out, I won't get into, but at work, and I just thought, oh, get me, I thought, it took, it would have took a lot to get me into this show, and it, it did, one of my favourite wrestling shows, and oh, just, just amazing, I mean, Gonna run for. I mean, I've took a couple of notes, but it just seems I. The, I, I don't even. I don't. I, whatever. Whatever. I mean, there's some of the spots I've got in my notes that are like, I don't know. We had like that also. Jay White light led down. Jay White led down and asked Ibushi to pin him. He couldn't take any more punishment. And then like Ibushi refusing to do it. And then Jay White like hitting a low blow. Ibushi pushed the ref before that to lead to that low blow. And then the outside. Jay White shouting, this is for you, this is for you, oh, to uh, the ref, while he's throwing Ibushi against the post, I mean, the first two-thirds of the match was slow and methodical, but it just built to its big ending, and it was, oh, just perfect, I mean, there was great camera work for one of the Phoenix Splashes, because it was just like, hit this Phoenix Splash, and this is Ibushi, goes for the cover, and I thought, he's got it, he's got it, and then it was like, what happened to the ref? And then we realised that Gator had pulled him out of the ring. We had White kicking out of the Komagoye. Ibushi was the first person ever, they said, to kick out of the Blade Runner. Um, 
the shoulder just slightly gets up of both of them kicking out of each other's finishing move. Just slightly, those little touches were just... Uh, I mean, then he had the Tanatashi ta- Tanatashi Tanahashi tap out in. He, Regal plexes flying everywhere. Not one of them podcasts that runs through moves, remember? <laughs> then, then Ibushi hits the flying knee. Both men are down. There's another tease of the Blade Runner. Oh, the, the crowd would have been going apeshit. How they didn't, I still don't know. Komagoye to the back of the head. Komagoye to the front. And it's an over. Great call from Kevin Kelly, as you heard at the start of the show. And that was it. Over 48 minutes, an absolute epic. I'm exhausted, I'm exhausted. I need a sip of this orange and pineapple cordial. Shouldn't drink on the air, but hey, this is what they've done to me. But yeah, I think it made perfect sense. Looking at, I mean, in the prediction show, I said that I thought Jay Wyatt doing yesterday had changed my mind. Yeah, this Wrestle Kingdom was all about solidifying Ibushi as the man, the top guy, and it was perfect. He's gone out there and had, what, two amazing matches. And me, I think I went 4.75. I don't know what, this is a fucking five-star match. It fucking, seriously, it is. It is. He's had two near five-star matches, two nights in a row, to solidify himself as the top guy in New Japan and win the belt. Like, let's think about it. I hate comparing to WWE, WWE, yeah, but imagine if a guy had basically one of the best matches ever to win, to coronate himself for the belt. I mean, Daniel Bryan had a great match that time. So this is, this is, to me, the last great, like, right. I don't know. It just reminded me of that a little bit. But, Jesus, this was on another level. And I was saying, <laughs> the preview shows, I was like, oh, well, I'm not too bothered that I can't go off to Tokyo Dome. There's always next year. I would have fucking loved to have been there this year. Especially for the, for the, this match. Just, I just can't. I'm sure you can tell my enthusiasm. It's probably the most enthusiastic I've ever been on a podcast. But just just incredible. Incredible. I want to see... I, I was saying that I think this is a bushy time. It wouldn't surprise me if next year at Wrestle Kingdom of the year after JY... I mean, I, I can see maybe JY getting kicked out of the Bullet Club tomorrow night. Maybe starting his face turn. Who knows? And then he will win the belt at a Wrestle Kingdom in the next three, four, two, maybe even next year. He's 28 years old. Bushi's 10 years older than Jay White. That's amazing, that. But, yeah. Jay White, his time will come. It wasn't... This was a Bushi's time, as I finished the podcast by saying last night. And it was a Bushi's time. They both just put on... These two should have another match at Wrestle Kingdom. They should. <laughs> it's mad. I never thought I'd be saying, Jay White needs to be in the main event at Wrestle Kingdom. But he should. He was... His performance tonight was unbelievable, as was Bushi's. And, yeah, just... I'm going to run through the rest of the show. Seriously, I, I need to sit down. I mean, Tottenham Brentford starting, but fuck that. I just need to compose myself, get this podcast done, and let, let's compose. Let's go through the rest of the show. Right, I'm going to... I think we're going to have a little break, yeah? And when we come back, we're going to run through, from the top, Wrestle Kingdom 15 Night 2. Right, I've had another bit of the orange and pineapple, and we're back. We're back. Let's start by running through the show. How can I go from talking about that unbelievable match to talking about the opener? I mean, we get that great Wrestle Kingdom music, which I'm going to have to add to the show at the end or something. But let's talk about the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 final, or whatever it was. Bushi versus Chase Owens versus Farley versus Yarno. Um, I, I'm not sure why the commentators get caught on this provision, the, the provisional King of Wrestling champion. 
why is it provisional? I'm not really sure. And the match was pretty poor, really. Um, I like Chase Owens. My note is I like Chase Owens' theme music. It reminded me of old Limp Biscuit type WrestleMania music. That's pretty much my only note on this match. Uh, the finish comes when Fale and Chase um, are just like they basically they did the finger poke doom spot to start the match, but then it's them two that play into the finish. They basically can't agree on who's going to pin um, Bushi. They lift the ref up. Yano sneaks in, low blows both of them and pins Bushi. Poor Bushi's been on the, on his back for about a minute, so he looks like a right idiot. Um, and yeah, Yano sneaks in, pins Bushi, and he is the king of pro wrestling 2021. It's a stupid title. I mean, Alcada is like the greatest, but fuck knows what he was on when he came up with this. Um, yeah, this Yano title is not for me, and I went one and three quarter stars on this. Um, next... Desperado and Kanemaru versus Master Wato and Taguchi for the Junior Tag Championships. I mean, this match, I was sort of thinking, fucking hell, we've only got six matches here. And I feel like the sec- this is the second one in a row that's pretty much a waste. I mean, you, you wouldn't mind this match being on the card, right? If it was like an eight to ten match card and they went like six minutes or something. But with there only been six matches, having another one that nobody cares about is just a little bit... At the time, it was a little bit like disappointing, but... The re- messing about with the ref, it, it master what I felt a bit sorry for him. He's only a young young guy, and he, and he just completely botched a six one nine. Then a minute later, he's late breaking up a pin. He did not have a good night um, in ring. I'm sure he had a great night his first match at Wrestle Kingdom, but he he, he looked pretty poor to be honest. And then Desperado hits a straight punch to Taguchi's face when the ref ain't looking. It's his finish for the win, and that was it. It went a bit too long. Maybe it didn't go that long. It just felt like it did. They completely overstayed their welcome, and it didn't need to be on this show for me. But Desperado and Kanemaru retained the belts, gave them what I feel like was probably a generous two and three-quarter stars. Um, I mean, over two nights, it's fine being on the show, isn't it? I mean, I think we'd be complaining about this more if the quality of the other matches just weren't out of this fucking world. Um, so, yes, yeah, so next. So, after two disappointing matches, I'm thinking, ooh, are they going to undo the good work from yesterday? I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm looking at my note here. Shingo versus Jeff Cobb, never open open weight title, yeah. And my note for this reads: Thank God we're actually getting a proper match on this card. This needs to be good, or I am worried for this show. It was better than good. It was unbelievable, unbelievable match. I mean, I think they went just over 20 minutes. And I tweeted out after I watched this: Wow, that was the best match from New Japan of this whole pandemic era. And that was about to change a little over an hour later. But this match, let's give him every credit. Shingo, Shingo is what is he one of the best wrestlers in the world right now? He absolutely is. Jeff Cobb gave everything here. He was fantastic. I mean, I'm not being I've been a bit iffy on some of his performances in the G1, but as someone who used to watch PWG, I know Jeff Cobb can go. He can put on great matches. He just needs it bringing out of him sometimes. Maybe he's going to get more comfortable now. I mean, I've seen him work with Shingo. I think Kevin Kelly said on commentary, it was Bowler wearing it back in 2018, seeing them work together. Shingo was all over um, those, what was it, three nights back then. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a great match. The hard hitting from the off. The suit, Cobb's just, Cobb's the, basically, it's a great showcase for Cobb. He's just hitting suplexes, flying about everywhere. It, it, I'm not going to go through move to move, as I said, but they're just exchanging punches, lariats. They're just, kicking the fuck out of each other for 20 minutes suplexes flying everywhere which i loved it loved it as kevin kelly said it was a heavyweight slugfest at its finest um the the selling of the knee 
by Cobb. He couldn't um, get the pin after the tour of the island. Um, and then Shingo wins this match. Um, what, what was it? Did he win it with? Was it a bombier made in Japan? Pump, but a bombier. What am I about? Pumping bomber it was for the second time. Turned him inside out. It was just... Yeah, I'm drained. I am drained. This match, it felt like this match, this match would have been the match I'd have been giving the 10 minute intro to at the start of the show if it wasn't for the, well, match of the year that Jay White and Ibushi put on. Because this was, I mean, Last of the Dragon, Last of the Dragon. I was Googling, I knew it was something um, like that. But yeah, drained. Last of the Dragon for the win for Shingo. And yeah, I went 4.75 in this. I thought it was brilliant. This is one of the matches that if you've ever got 20 minutes spare time in a year or two or something, you'd put this on. Do you know what I mean? You might not have like, you might not want to like get emotionally invested in something for 50 minutes or an hour like the main event or some of the matches from last night. But this, this was just, this was like your Suzuki Ishii type match. So I can't believe they're the same age. The commentator said they were the same age and Shingo's like very late 30s. I didn't realize Jeff Cobb. I thought Jeff Cobb was like younger than that. But I'm sure he is, but he must not be. But yeah, mad that the same. I, I was saw Shingo 15 years ago at Ring of Honor. So Jeff Cobb, I thought I didn't realize he'd been about for this long. Um, but yeah, incredible match. Go out your way to see it. For me, I thought this match, I feel like I'm not doing it justice because I just went up, get put all my effort into the opening match. This match was better, slightly better than Okada Osprey, slightly better than uh, Ibushi Naito from yesterday. So this was the third world-class match of these two days, and then later on, we've already spoke about it, we got the fourth, but yeah, go out your way to see this match, incredible match, the match of Jeff Cobb's life, Shingo, he was not missing his opportunity for a big singles match at a Wrestle Kingdom, incredible, Shingo gets the win, but these two will meet again, I felt like Kevin Kelly, I, I think he knew that they were going to like put something special on here. Because he was talking, on, I've heard him on an interview on another podcast, um, the, uh, oh, I can't even think what the name of the podcast is now, but he, he, he was on it and he was like saying the match he's most excited for out of the two days, Shingo versus Cobb, I think he said this on the broadcast, then he was saying that, um, that they're good friends and they were good friends, so I thought, yeah, he, de- he definitely had the nod that they're going to go all out for this one and they absolutely did. Um, I still can't believe they managed to top the two matches from last night, but... <sighs> unbelievable match um yeah unbelievable match we, we've had a five star match and three four and three quarter star matches fucking Meltzer has anyone checked on Meltzer is he still breathing mate Jesus he is gonna be he's gonna be having the time of his life watching these I mean I think I think he's gonna give the main event at least five and a half wouldn't surprise me if he went six on it but Jesus hopefully he's all right mate he's in a star ratings coma right now but yeah go on Dave um, Jesus, the match that followed this was Sonada v Evil. I, I was complaining over text to people. I was like, I'm going to watch Sonada Evil after I've just watched this amazing Cobb Shingo match. But they did, they did the best that they could. I mean, the evil gimmick we all know hinders him; it holds him back. Um, but I'm just laughing. I've got in my notes here. I literally would rather go out for a pint with Boris Johnson than Sonada. Poor Sonata, but I would. Well, maybe I wouldn't. I don't. I'd just like to go out for a pint full stop right now, but hey. Um, the early going of the match, Evil takes out the timekeeper twice. That's like his new thing, taking out the poor timekeeper. Um, but yeah, this match work-wise, apart from one little mistake from Evil, was pretty good. The work was good in the match. The interference was getting annoying. I mean, Dick Togo gets involved two or three times, but he did get his comeuppance, which was good booking. He took a really ridiculously goofy table bump. We got some nice near falls. 
and I think Sonar the one with his moonsault, but it was much better than I thought. It was a good match. It was a good match, you know what I mean? I'm surprised I did not expect to be saying. Probably the biggest shock of the two nights is that I'm saying Sonada versus Evil was good. It was the right finish. Dick Togo got his comeuppance and Sonada went over Evil. Um, which we're playing lane men because later on Sonada came out and challenged Ibushi for an upcoming match and my heart sank. <laughs> Don't want to see Ibushi be Sonada. I mean, if anyone wants to go back and look at this match, they had a match in the G1 in 2019 and it was one of the worst Ibushi matches I've ever seen I mean I know they had a better match in the final of the G1 this year but that go back and watch that match from the 2019 G1 it was awful but I'm sure they'll put on a good match um, if laid out correctly like the G1 the G1 final match was laid out to be a great match it wasn't it was just very good but um, I don't want to see Sonata in the title picture, but if he has to be, at least let it be at New Beginning. Don't let it be next year at Wrestle Kingdom when I'm there. If Sonata wins in the title match next year at Wrestle Kingdom, I'm going to be fuming. I want Jay White, and I did not expect to be saying that. <sighs> right. So, yes, yeah, Sonata wins, went three and a half stars on that. Next is your semi-main event. Big, big match, really, for the junior heavyweights to be given the semi-main at the Tokyo Dome. is a really big deal. Um, like I said last night, I felt... The junior style is really, really tough to deliver anything great in this setting without the crowd going crazy because that's what the spots are there to do. I mean, they did try with Ishimori decimating the arm of Hiromu continuing from ELP last night. Um, this match was all about Ishimori. The match goes 25 minutes, yeah. The first 20 minutes, it was all Ishimori. Ishimori was great. He was doing sliding suplexes, Canadian destroyers. The transitions into submission moves were fantastic. Um, and then for me, I was loving the match for a while. This is amazing. I was loving it. And then Ishimori's just punching Hiromu over and over again. And I'm thinking a bit like, Hiromu's looking stupid. Keep going back for more. And then after Ishimori dominated for these tournaments, it was just like, right. Do you know what I mean? Hiromu had no offense, basically, for the first 20. It was like 90-10 in Ishimori's favor for the first 20. Then all of a sudden, it was just Hiromu all over him for five minutes. And I was thinking, right, well, this will, with like the last five minutes of going back and forth, this will be like, make it a lot better. But it didn't, it sort of like dragged it down the room and just sort of hit his finish out of nowhere. And I was a bit like, oh, is that it? But so I, I went four stars on it. It was a very good match, but didn't really like the layout as much. These two are amazing works. Ishimori was fantastic in this match. Hiromu's always great, but I didn't feel like it was Hiromu's best performance, but they still had a very, very, very good match, and yeah, the work in it was great, but I just didn't feel like it connected, probably not out, not really their fault with the crowd for me, I don't think the junior heavyweight style works as much as you'd like it to when the crowd have to remain silent, needed, it needed that five minute stretch at the end, but it was still extremely good, and that was it, <laughs> we've run through it, that, that was it. Uh, there was six matches after that we got a Bushi VJY which I went into a lot of detail about at the start of the show full force but yeah that was it I mean tomorrow's New Year's Dash um, that's going to be exciting to see what happens I mean I think Bushi deserves a rest that's one thing Bushi definitely deserves a rest he'll probably be in some type of match but I think the big thing tomorrow might be the explosion in the Bullet Club I think that's what we're all expecting to happen maybe they won't do it then but I think that's what's coming. I think the start of a potential Jay White face turn might come tomorrow. If not, I can see maybe say maybe if they want both sides of Bullet Club to be heels, maybe they'll go that way. 
Maybe you can have, like, I don't know, Jay White and ELP on one side, Ishimori and Evil on Gator on the other, or whatever way they choose to go with it. Maybe, maybe you know what I mean? Yeah, they can do whatever they want. Gator on one side, Dick Togo on the other. They can, yeah, that's probably the way that they're going to go. So expect, usually you get your big angles, your big progressions towards the new year on this New Year's Dash show. So don't sleep on that tomorrow. If, you've, if you're a casual and you've tuned into these two Wrestle Kingdom shows, Watch tomorrow's show, it's like the Raw After Mania, like what the Raw After Mania usually was. Um, it's at Corican Hall, which is a great little venue, usually an amazing atmosphere. Obviously, they, that won't probably not be the case um, tomorrow, but yeah. But I've still not managed to watch Raw from last night. That was... Oh, I feel like I've, I've seen on a bit of social media, they're going with Drew against um, Goldberg at the Rumble by the looks of it, so I'm assuming Drew retained the title against Keith Lee, I don't know what else happened on the Legends Night or whatever, I, I, I'll be honest with you, don't think my head can take anymore wrestling, I can't go, I can't go from watching the Ibushi J White match to watching Raw, <laughs> to watching Hulk Hogan on Raw. <laughs> I can't go from Ibushi J White at the Tokyo Dome to Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair at what near over sixty years old. I'm assuming Jesus. Oh, the comparisons between these two companies are pretty incredible. But what I do want to say, if you look over these two nights, I mean, if you we've it's a three part basically. Going back to the preview show that I recorded on Saturday, I wasn't up for it. Wasn't up for it. And now look at me, New Japan. They needed this. They needed this. People's thoughts on New Japan. We're a bit down going into these two shows, mine included, but they've brought me right back up. I'm fucking going Tokyo if COVID allows it next year. Ah, seriously. We had four, four world-class classic matches over the two nights. What more can you ask for? In between that, we had other really good matches it wasn't like everything else was terrible. There was some... I mean, flipping heck. ELP against Hiromu. Seems like years ago. It was only yesterday. Yesterday morning. It wasn't even 48 hours ago. We've just been... They've took us... New Japan have took us on an emotional roller coaster, really, these last two days. I mean, it just shows that we all, we all praise AEW. But let's be honest. These New Japan shows are what AEW need to be aiming for in terms of quality for the pay-per-views. Full gear... Double or nothing. Even when there was crowds at Revolution last year, it's not on the same level as the New Japan big shows. It's just not. People might convince themselves it is, or it's not. Do you know what I mean? If you look at the main event at Revolution for the AEW World title last year, the last main event with crowd was Moxley against Jericho. It was fine. It was a good match, but it just ain't. It doesn't have the layers. It didn't have the. Just didn't have the just the unbelievability of. Is that even a word? Of these main events on these shows. And that is where AEW, it's going to take time, it's going to take years and years, but that is where AEW need to be aiming for with their match quality and just story quality. It wasn't even like it was a great, it was a great match, but the storytelling that Ibushi JY match, I mean, we didn't even get into the bit at the end. Do you know what I mean? Where Jay White's reaching. That, that'll be played back in video packages. When Jay White's a face and wins the belt at Wrestle Kingdom in a few years or whatever, that footage of him in bits in the Tokyo, middle of the Tokyo Dome, reaching for those belts, will be in those video packages, and it'll play into the story in a few years' time when he does eventually win the belt. I mean, and then Red Shoes take the, takes the belt off him, and Jay White's just fighting and clawing at Ibushi on his way out. I mean, just incredible moments in wrestling, the incredible moments, and they're all going to play that over the next few years for New Japan. And, 
Yeah. What more can you ask? The storytelling is just incredible. The little touches are just incredible. And yeah, Kevin Kelly as well. The the whole commentary team, Rocky Mel, Chris Charlton, and Chris Charlton, they were amazing over these two days. You just need to take their hats off to New Japan. Take hats off to New Japan, sorry. Just I just can't I'm just I'm gonna be honest, I'm pretty much stunned with how good these two shows were the double main events. The just out of this world. I mean, what you, look at old Carter Asprey. Old Carter Asprey was what are we saying it was the fourth best match. That match was unbelievable, and it was was it was it the fourth best match on these two shows? I can't remember which one I preferred. It probably was. Old Carter Osprey was the fourth best on at Wrestle Kingdom fifteen. It wasn't even the top three matches, and it was a great match. It's just. Oh, tell you what, if at any point over the next year, yeah, I'm thinking, mm, it's going to be a dear job back going to Tokyo. Do I really want to be away from for New Year? Do you know what I mean? Do I really want to be away, miles away? I'm just going to play this podcast and see how excited I was after this show and think, yeah, I'm going. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I've spoke more like just a fan, which is essentially why I'm doing the show. I hope you've enjoyed listening to me talk about Wrestle Kingdom over these last three episodes. Um, I will be back on, probably complaining, because that's normally what I do, on probably Friday to talk about the... I will actually talk about, in that show, it'll be a free part. I'll talk about New Year's um, New Year's Dash tomorrow. is on Tomorrow, it's tomorrow. And then I'll be watching, it'll be Thursday UK time. I'll be watching Dynamite and NXT. New Year's, New Year's as I said at the start, New Year's Dash, New Year's Smash, and New Year's Evil. We'll be reviewing those shows on Friday, I don't think I'm going to be as optimistic as I am now, but who knows, those cards are pretty good, but I'm, I'm not sure if I'm ready to go back and watch American Wrestling after these two incredible nights, but yeah, I am going to have to, but yeah, so yeah, catch us on that, I want to thank everyone for listening, I mean, it's helped me get everything out, I needed to talk to someone, so if you're now sat there with your headphones in, or you've got this on YouTube, or you're listening on Apple Podcast, thanks, you've done me a favour, I needed to get this out at someone, I'm now going to join the real world and probably, I'm not going to be able to pay attention to Tottenham v Brentford, but hey, do my best, especially if the bastard steal um, one of our best players off us, but hey, that's it, Wrestle Kingdom 15, it's done, it's in the box, um, I just want to thank everyone for listening, and yeah, Apple Podcast, search WWE versus AEW, how can a WWE versus AEW podcast be this excited about a different company, but hey, Apple Podcast, WWE versus AEW. I think on Google Podcasts, it's not. We've not. We're not actually on that for some reason. So search neutral wrestling. We've got two different podcast feeds. We've got WWE versus AEW podcast feed and neutral wrestling podcast feed. Um, all shows will be uploaded to the same one. Search us on YouTube, WWE versus AEW. Support us on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash neutral wrestling. Do you know what I mean? If you want to join a monthly subscription, I'm going to go to the shop and get some water without and calm myself down. So yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And yeah, I'm going to leave you with the Wrestle Kingdom 15 team. It's been emotional. It's been an emotional two nights. See you Friday, everyone. Thanks for listening. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
これ外そうかなんか危ねえな。